Welcome to Leslie and Lily, a marketing podcast to help new business owners market themselves in the digital sphere. I'm Leslie, owner of Lily Rose DNA. Hey family, thanks for tuning in again to Leslie and Lily, the podcast for business owners that are marketing themselves in the digital sphere. Today's guest that we have is Janet Taylor. She is the CEO and founder of Totally Organized LLC. And what I loved about having her on the show is she has 20 years plus of experience of being an entrepreneur, a business owner in multiple types of markets. And she knows exactly the things that customers um, buy, especially she knows how customers buy benefits and solutions. And she also really talks about networking and how that is extremely important for your marketing journey. So before we get into this episode, I just wanted to highlight benefits and solutions and how customers, that's what they're really looking for. They're looking into seeing what is in it for them. Just to recap, yesterday when we were talking about marketing and selling, we were talking about how people buy emotionally and they don't really buy practically. No matter how much you think that you are a practical person, you are actually buying with an emotional response. And most people trust their gut. They want something that is going to make them feel safe. They want things that make them um, in it it increases their status. They want things where they can be the very first person to get it. And those are all emotional responses. So how else can we go about marketing and how can we go about selling? Well, one of the things that you can do is position yourself as a teacher and as an advisor. So this is why you have people who are experts in their fields, right? Or experts, whatever that means nowadays. But really, you need to come off as a friend. You need to let people know that, hey, I understand. I'm with you. I'm not that pushy salesperson because that's what nobody wants to be. They think of selling as like icky and terrible, but actually selling can be a lot of fun if you know how to do it correctly. So when you first start selling to people and start marketing to people, you don't want to come across as pushy. You want to come across as an advisor and just saying, hey, look, you have a problem. I have a solution and this is the solution for your problem and start asking them questions. Once again, the open-ended questions, the who, the what, the where, the why. And through listening to their responses, you can see what emotional need they really need to be met. And then that's how you can go and make the sale. Another thing you can do is present your product or service as an improvement upon maybe something else that's already in the market. Sometimes people want to have the very newest thing, but most people, the majority of people that you will meet 
are afraid to part with their well-earned, hard-earned money if something is too brand new. So you can say, you know, it's an improvement on the system that maybe you've had before. Or, you know, whenever they come out with something, they say um, new and improved. And you're like, if it's new, how is it improved? Well, that verbiage is used because people are afraid to buy the new all the time. So think of it as an improvement. So if I'm going to talk about my marketing services, I can say, yes, you might have been using this company before, but not only will you be able to have more access to me, but my products and services do like X, Y, and Z. So I'm giving you something that is familiar of this. Yes, you've worked with a marketer before, but then I tell you the benefits of working with me, right? So think of ways that you can improve or show how you are the new improved version of whatever product or service that you are selling to get people comfortable and willing to buy from you. I also want you to think about that everything is looked at and everything is scrutinized. So that's why it's really important to be up to date on your social media. It's really important to present yourself in such a way that people actually are interested in you. Now it's kind of, it's like 50, 50 right now. So social media, 100%, you need to show that you are posting often and consistently because otherwise people are like, um, if they don't even post regular updates, then they might not even do what I need them to do. But when it comes to appearance, things have changed, especially over the last five years and really over the last two years with this pandemic. So you have people that have like dressed up, as you can tell, I've dressed up today, you know, got my makeup on, did this all for you, you are welcome. But you also are seeing people who are getting lots of traction, lots of views, lots of shares, lots of new clients, people actually buying products and services when their hair is up in a bun or whether they look, you know, a little tired, maybe a little haggard because what's happening is you look real. So it is kind of, I mean, I would say experiment, honestly. So see when you get the most engagement of like when maybe you look more professional and see how your engagement is if you look a little more laid back. And it also depends on your industry, but people are looking at you. Okay. So whether that is physical appearance, I know for a fact that they are definitely looking at your social media and they are looking at what your, your storefront, your whatever physical business you have as well. Is it clean? Do the employees, do they smile? Do they look like they're interested in them? People look at all these things before they even think about buying from you. And that's really important to think about because you can't just throw something out there and expect people to like it. You actually have to put in effort. And so I'm harping on this because I know a lot of people that maybe they have a full-time job and it's hard for them to do social media. It's hard for them to really work on their advertising. And so they are inconsistent, but the best things that you can do is use all the scheduling tools available to you. If you create a bulk batch of content and then just have things scheduled over and over again, 
then maybe out of a four week period, you really only have to work one week really, really hard and everything is already automated for you. So there's so many options for problems like that. And I don't want you to miss out on potential money and customers and notoriety just because you are kind of, you know, dropping the ball in this area. Another thing that you need to think about when it comes to selling and marketing is identify what the basic need is of your customer, but also their secondary needs. And this goes right back into what we were talking about when it comes to listening. Talk about when you talk, talk about what your product does more than what it is, but ask those open-ended questions because that is really what's going to get you to know what is this customer's pain point? What do they need from you? Sometimes they just need a listening ear. And just by listening, you can say, okay, they're probably not going to buy from me today. You know, they needed to vent or whatever, but you can plant a seed. And then when they are ready to buy, maybe when Christmas season is over, because everyone has set their money on fire at this time, that you will be fresh in their mind. This goes back to constantly posting so that people can see you over and over and over again so that they can say, oh yeah, there's that girl who's doing these videos, you know? And they finally are like, I need a marketer or whatever your product or service is. So find out what people's primary goals are and what their secondary goals are. And this happens by asking questions and by listening to the answers. And the last thing I'm going to talk about today is remember that your customers buy benefits and solutions. So how is your product or service going to benefit their life? How is that your product or service going to be a solution to their problem? I mean, it's kind of, I mean, just normal and thinking like that, right? Everyone is thinking about what's in it for me, what's in it for me. That's why approaching your marketing, approaching your selling as a advisor, as a friend, as a coach is really, really helpful. That's why you see a lot of people on here on all these platforms, giving out free advice, giving away things for free because you need to let people see your personality. You need to let them see that you actually know what you're talking about. And you need to see how you need to show people how having this product or service is going to make their life better. That's what selling is. Basically, you're saying that, hey, there's a hole in your life somewhere and I can fix that hole for you. And through marketing and through selling, that is how you will be able to get your product and services out there, okay? Hey girl, hey. My name is Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. And I wanna invite you to join me over on the Lovish podcast. I created this podcast because I was tired of seeing all of these compartmentalized conversations surrounding mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. And I wanted to see us have these conversations authentically outside of cookie cutter containers. 
So if you are a boss babe, a high achieving woman or recovering strong friend looking to make boundaries your bestie, practical strategies and figure out how you can thrive in this world as a Christian woman, I want to invite you to join me over on the Lovish podcast. New episodes released every Tuesday morning. Okay, I hope I see you there. Bye, girl. Welcome back to Leslie and Lily, the marketing podcast for business owners marketing themselves in the digital sphere. My name is Leslie, owner of Lily Rose DMA. Today, I'm really excited to have a wonderful guest with us today. Now, I have some questions for you. Are you someone who can't stand clutter in your home and you're always cleaning? Did you know that you could turn your love for organization into a business? That's exactly what our guest today did. Today, our guest, Janet Taylor, will show you how she took her love of organizing and turned it into her successful business, Totally Organized LLC. Now, what's wonderful about Janet, besides the fact that she's an organizing queen, is she has appeared on The Rachel Ray Show, she has been a contractor for celebs like Les Brown, and she is a host and producer of her weekly podcast, Got Clutter and Get Organized. Janet, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you? Leslie, it is my pleasure, and I'm excited to be here today. Yes. So as you guys know, I always talk about networking and how networking is just the best way that you can um, make your career grow. And so um, Janet and I are a part of a women's organization, and that's how we met. We networked and we were able to connect. And now she is on the show. So I'm telling you, you guys, it works. Everything that I'm putting out there, you know, I hope you're picking it up because I'm actually practicing what I preach. Now, Miss Janet, what I love is the fact that you actually like, because, you know, that's not, that's not my zhuzh. That's not what I really like to do. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I could be edit than what I am. And I like look for stuff on Amazon and I follow people on like cleaning TikTok. And I'm like, that just, that looks beautiful. But in my life, it seems a bit hard. So when you hear that from people, what is your first response? That, you know, well, everybody can be organized. I always let people know that. And it's just a matter of you know, creating a space that you love and doing what you need to do in order to create that space that's organized. There are people who are extremely organized. There are people who, you know, some people are not organized, but it's just finding that middle ground where you can come into your space and smile and relax and be able to sit down and be able to find things the first time you look. That is all it is. You know, I think my... My parents probably wish that that's who I was when I was a child, (laughs) but, you know, hopefully I'll get there one day. Now, as I stated before, you turned your love of organizing into a business, but was this something that you always wanted to do? Did you always see like, hey, I'm going to start my own business and be an entrepreneur? No, it wasn't. (laughs) Actually, I uh, was working in like a customer service and that's what I had always done. I'd done retail, I had done banking. And my last job before I started the business was I was in transportation, customer service. 
And during that time, we were getting laid off. At that time, I was about ready to move out on my own for the first time. And I got the layoff slip. And that's when I started thinking, I don't want this to happen ever again. And I came across an article of a woman who was actually going into businesses and telling employees how to be more organized. And I said, wait a minute, everybody's always saying that about me. And I just started doing some research and found out that people were actually doing this for a living as a business. So after a conversation with my mom, after a little layoff, I let her know what I wanted to do. And she's like, okay, I'll support you. Fine. Let's do this thing. So that's how I kind of got started. Oh, well, that's really beautiful. I'm happy that you had a good support system at home because that isn't always the case. Um, so how long have you had your business totally organized? It will, we will be going on 27 years wow. in, a few, in a few months, 27 years. Yes. And I've loved every minute of it. I mean, I'm not going to say every minute was pretty, but I truly have <laughs> loved every single minute of it because I truly love helping people get organized. Now, since you've been in the business for over 20 years, I know that you have seen many trends and you've seen many things um, come and go. What are some things that you have found helpful over the years that have actually from one level to the next and to help you continue to grow? Networking. Um, okay. I feel, you know, I was just, you know, thinking about our conversation today and I realized the reason I got the government contract was because someone knew what I did and she needed someone who was responsible, who could kind of run things while she was out there getting more contracts. So that's how I got that contract. And then of course, working with Les Brown was because I was networking with someone and they were in his office and they and they were like, you need to talk to Janet. He was like, well, who's Janet? And then I get a call like, and it was late at night too. It's like an eight or nine o'clock. But when I answered the phone, I realized, oh my goodness, I know your voice. He's like, you know my voice? I said, yes, because I've been listening to your tapes. <laughs> I know who you are. So that's how I got it. So like networking and also one of the things that's just been consistent is just me getting in front of people and just speaking. You know, that's the one thing that hasn't changed, even though, you know, social media has made it a little bit easier. But, you know, those networking and speaking in front of people are the one thing I can say that has really helped me build my business. And for somebody who is just starting out and they're just trying to figure out how would I network? You know, they might feel a little awkward. Their mind networking might just be, you know, Hey, let me put on this, this suit that I don't really like and, you know, force myself to go talk to someone. They might feel like it's a little too salesy. Um, what is your approach to networking? Well, first of all, you don't necessarily have to wear a suit. Um, I feel that when you decide you want to, do something you love, you really need to bring yourself and your personality. So if it's a certain color you like, a certain style you like, it can still be professional, but it doesn't have to be a suit. So I just wanted to put that out there. But also, you know, just start with a small group. It might be, you know, a small community group of women 
Um, you know, you might be a mom. Maybe you can get some of the moms together. I know things are a little different now, but you can still do things virtually via Zoom. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a big group. And it could just be letting people know, hey, you know what? This is something I have a passion, I have a love for. And, you know, I just wanted to let you know, just in case you come across somebody who actually may need my services. So, you know, sometimes you don't have to necessarily have to be in front of a big crowd. And sometimes it could be just one person because that one person can lead to the next, to the next, to the next. That is very, very true. I tell my clients that, you know, some people, they don't, they're not comfortable being seen just yet. And my very first thought and them is I was like, okay, so we need to work on your mindset and we need to work on your self-esteem because they're not enthusiastic about your business or your product or service, then it's going to be very difficult for you to get somebody else to be enthusiastic about it as well. But I, I also tell them, as you said, you know, you can, you can start small. It can be something as if you want to start with social media, there are a lot of networking events that are virtual that you can go to. Honestly, a quick Google search of your city of just saying networking events near me has helped me tremendously. That's actually how I found out about um, a few of the women organizations that I belong to. I was like, oh, they have a networking event. Awesome. And then just when you do have things in person, going out there and just talking to people and having a conversation, you know, it doesn't have to be the sales pitch. It can just like, hey, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I do. What is it that you do? And, you know, just actually speaking to people. I know it's very basic. Like, and for us as business owners, we're like, it's really not that big of a deal. But, <laughs> <laughs> and you're but, right. You're so right. I mean, sometimes it could just be maybe just, you know, finding out about a, a networking event because I know they're doing things now more in person and just maybe just going and just, you know, be ready to, like you said, have that conversation. What do you do? This is what I do. Because you never know. You're sitting next to somebody and you have that conversation. And before you know it, maybe months down the line, they'd be like, you know what? I know somebody who could do that for you or they may even decide to hire you. So sometimes it's just maybe even speaking to just one person in the room can really help you out. And when you go networking, do you do you advise people how to prepare? Like how how do you prepare yourself for any networking event? Well, of course, once I decide, Leslie, what I'm going to wear, and I always wear something that makes me feel good and confident, et cetera, and comfortable, depending, because if you, you know, in the past, sometimes networking events can be in a huge room and you don't want your feet hurting. So just be comfortable, but be very um, stylish and however that is for you. But then also I make sure I have, you know, those things that I need, like make sure you have your business cards and when you do have business cards or whatever, sometimes, there's so many different ways people can connect now. But if you have a physical business card, making sure you bring it and making sure it's up to date because it just looks really unprofessional when people cross out the number, cross out the email address, give you the business card. And I know, you know, we start out and we may not have the funds to do certain things, but just making sure things are professional because now what you can do is you meet somebody, maybe you don't have an updated business card, but say, hey, can we connect via LinkedIn or whatever platform? And that could just kind of start a conversation too or continue it as well. 
Very true. I met someone a few years ago, and this is before I had started my business. And he is a part of the Millennial Club as well. So we were just out and we were talking. And instead of asking to connect via Instagram or or Facebook, he said, hey, what's your LinkedIn? And it it took me by surprise because, yes, I had one. But up until that point, I really wasn't on LinkedIn like that. I really was just using it only when I wanted to look for a job, which was just so many missed opportunities. But he is the one that really started to have me think about that, where he was saying, you know, um, this is how he's built his network. This is how he has been able to um, really well known in his field. This is how he has recruiters coming after him all the time because he makes sure that he has a LinkedIn page. It's up to date. It's curated. Um, it has all of the SEO, everything in there so that people can find him. And he becomes that guy that knows that guy. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll find someone for you. Or, oh yeah, I can do this. And so I also think that that is something that when you are starting out as a business owner, um, that that's that you really should think about. They also have business cards now that have um, QR codes on them yes, yes. so that it basically goes to your link tree in a way. Mm-hmm, and yes. you can just say, hey, yeah, you can follow me here, here, and here. And so as we advance in technology, our business cards have advanced as well. So definitely having a business card is really good because I have definitely been guilty of and thinking I changed my purse and I thought it was in the purse that I changed it into (laughs) and it wasn't there. And you want to avoid those embarrassing moments that I have had. So make sure that you guys do that. Now, you have a really interesting story about um, networking as well, because you actually, you said that you make it a habit to make friends everywhere you go because you never know help you, right? Yeah, that is so true. You just never know. Because a lot of times, I think sometimes when we go out, and at least, and this is what I did in the beginning, it's like, okay, I got to network to people because that person can be my next client. But sometimes that person can lead you to your next client. So it's just about introducing yourself, letting people know who you are. Sometimes, you know, depending on what you decide to specialize in, specifically in organizing, you can find people who can kind of be your allies. Like, for example, you know, attorneys, um, possibly people who do taxes, because they want people to be a little bit more organized when they come to them on, on you know, April 15th. So they can say, look, you need to talk to her before you come to me. So it's just kind of just really getting to know people and also you know, when you hear of something that may help them, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a client, it could just be a really good source of information, a tip, a strategy, but just keep those connections and those contacts, you know, just that 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 process, just, you know, really going and keep it just the communication and continuing. Yes, that's really, really um, sound advice that will that will help you throughout your life, whether that is career or personal. I really love the story that you told me about how you made friends with the press. You're just like, I'm going to make friends with people 
type of industry. And you have a wonderful example of how networking and making friends with the press can really help you. Can you tell us? So, yeah. So I remember the story I told you about the press because, you know, I knew this woman worked for the press. um, And so I had invited her to an event I spoke at. And of course, you know, because she was always interested in organizing. And then as a result of that, she basically wrote a story. She wanted to do a story at the beginning of the year, which was great. And of course, I'm always open because it's like, you know, everybody wants to get organized in the beginning of the year. And I didn't realize until I got the paper that the story was on the entire like front page of the section. So from top to bottom, and my little, I guess my arms were covering the fold and I just couldn't believe. And, you know, and it's interesting because when people see that, some people, their mindset goes, well, how much did they pay you? I said, do you know how much it would cost for me to get a page like this in the newspaper? Do you know the going rate? I said, this was the best publicity I could have ever gotten. And that's one of the things I do too. So now I have people who are, I know who are press. So I periodically send them information, send them tips. And actually what initiated all of that was years ago, when I first started, one of the newspapers just wanted to do a little story about me. And when I went to the location, I started just giving out tips. And I was like, and you need a file? I said, oh, you don't have a filing cabinet. Okay, get a filing cabinet. Do- and, I was, and they were just so impressed that they did a story on me as well. So yeah, make friends with the press, with you know people who do interviews, you know, show up even sometimes when they have a lot of the um, people in media and they have meetings and, you know, just go to those meetings. Um, a lot of them are open to the public and just kind of introduce yourself and say, hey, if you ever need a source or an expert, here I am. And how how did you find out about these meetings that were open to the public? Um, I know, and it's so interesting because of all the networking I've done, I know a lot of people who are in PR and marketing and advertising. So you know, they always post things on, you know, their uh, social media. And then I see these different events and then I just, you know, you know, see and ask if it's open to the public. And they say, sure, we would love for you to come. And so I just sit there, you know, I listen to the meetings. A lot of it is just about different things going on in the community. And then afterwards, I do a little networking, let them know who I am, give them my business card, you know, that. And then when they are in need of somebody organizing, um, they usually, they reach out to me. And then sometimes I just send them a little friendly note, like it's the beginning of the year. Do you need any organizing tips? It's spring. Do you need any organizing tips? It's back to school. Do you need any tips or, you know, and it's just like a gentle nudge. It's not like I'm being um, a stalker or anything because you know, they're always <laughs> looking for something to write about. At least something positive and something different. And it's just sometimes learning which, you know, media and which reporter does what type of stories as well. That is that is so true. Um, so I I think when I first heard your story, I was like, why have I not thought of that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I think of certain groups to network to, and I think of certain groups, you know, really just that haven't really come into my mind. And so I was like, yes, 
yes, I need to do this. Now, something that I had done before as well is um, kind of what you're doing, but or what you did, but online. There is an organization called Help a Writer Out. And what they do is they send you weekly emails, you just sign up for it. And it is for writers looking for stories. And they're looking for experts in this field. And so every day they will send you an email and you get to go through the list and it is broken down into home, family, business, um, entertainment, things like that. And so you get to submit an article to the connecting email address and they will say if they will use it in an upcoming publication. And then with that, you will be able to have that clout of, hey, I am as seen here. Um, And it's all over the United States. So if you're also looking for marketing and if you're looking help your reach grow besides doing local and local PR and those events, you can also use help a writer out as well, because that always looks good when you are trying to gain new clients and everything. And that Um, is so true. And and also one thing I wanted to just say, Leslie, is don't give up because sometimes when you, you know, you, you contact people, you don't hear anything and time goes by and you just think, well, maybe it's, you know, it wasn't for me, but just sometimes timing is not right. And one story I wanted to share is that one of my goals was always to speak at the Philadelphia Home Show. And I think I must have tried at least three, four, maybe five years in a row. But finally, they, the person who was overseeing and she's like, yeah, She's like, you can, you can, you can speak at this show. And then after that, I basically, because I knew it would bring in people from HGTV, all those other outlets. And I told her, I said, look, I said, I live within walking distance of the, of the, of the convention center. So if you need a filler in here and there, you could put me in. And one time, I think they must've put me in about four or five times, which is great. And you just basically allows you to market yourself, promote yourself to a larger audience, your target audience. And also what I learned from being on that stage is it's not always just about the people who may be sitting in those seats in front of the stage. It's about the people who are walking back and forth, you know, up and down the aisles and they may hear a tip or, and it may even be some of the vendors there to hear you. So You know, sometimes it's just kind of one looking outside the box, but also just not giving up at the first after the first, you know, failure or maybe the second or third. (laughs) 100%. Something else that I think is really important is when you are looking at your business, making sure that you're looking at the many different niches that are a part of the business that you do. So as you do, you know, when a person first thinks, usually they think about home. And then they also might think about, you know, someone coming into a business and organizing that. But the fact that you said that you made friends with lawyers and you made friends with accountants and they're like, get them organized before they come to me. You know, there are so many different areas for you as a business owner to really niche down into and really be known for. And if you allow yourself to get really good in one 
one to three areas, maybe one to five, if you have like a bigger company and a bigger team, then you can really, really be known in that market. And a lot of people will be able to um, really, they'll be looking to you as an expert in that field, as a leader in that field. And that's really something that everybody is striving towards. And then, you know, people will like and share your comments. They will go to um, any events that you're speaking at and things like that. And then you won't necessarily have to spend as much money on advertising because word of mouth is like the best advertising that there ever can be. So Janet, I have a question. You've been in business for over 20 years. What have you done um, in the last, let's say, 10 years um, for marketing? And is it something that you consistently do or have you changed your marketing strategy over, let's say, the next, the last five to 10 years? Well, of course, the last five to 10 years is more social media. I'm very consistent. Um, one of the things that I do now that maybe I didn't do earlier, I'm very consistent because I want to make sure that when someone searches me, they always make sh- they always find something that's up to date, current, um, and consistent with who I am. And I and then over the last five to ten years, I really see myself as a brand now, not just a business. But it's the brand. It's the brand of everything that goes out and it has to do with helping somebody create that organized life. Um, So and then that just kind of helps me kind of narrow down how I need to market myself. Like, okay, like I said, I'll do the home show. Then there, you know, or maybe there's another conference I'll do because then those are people there who definitely need me in the office but probably because things are not as organized in the office at some point they'll take me at home um but for me i would say social media i would say speaking engagements i would say definitely using local media um and also you know again just really focusing on the brand because the brand and what that puts out kind of propelled me to the Rachel Ray, but also the brand and what I represent also helped me do HGTV because they saw me doing those community workshops, which some people told me, well, they're not paying you a lot. So Jane, I don't even know why you're doing it, but it gave me an opportunity because I know that I would be going into somebody's home. It gave people at least an introduction into me and my personality to say, okay, She's, she looks like somebody I would feel comfortable coming into my home. That's why I do, did those community workshops. And also with that, that particular community, whenever you did a workshop and was in one of their catalogs, Leslie, those catalogs went to over 250,000 homes and a market where most of those homes were like maybe 250 to over 300, $400,000. So that's the market I need to be in. So <laughs> so yes. is, yeah so it's really kind of knowing some of the different little things like yeah it may be a little community organization but that community organization is your target market so okay maybe you won't be making a lot doing those workshops but then that could propel you to all of those you know ideal clients so those were some of the ways and I hope I answered that question 
Yes, you did. I think what I am happy about and impressed about is the fact that you no longer consider yourself a business. You are a brand. And on top of that, I really, I really like how I talk to people a lot about branding as well as I talk to them about the basics of knowing who you are, who is your target audience, because maybe you're spending all of this advertising dollars on this platform, or you're looking in one direction, and they are not over there. They're completely in the opposite direction. So really doing your research of who is your ideal customer, what is your unique selling point, these things are really important. And then making sure that you keep your nose to the ground, and you find and take every opportunity that you possibly can to get in front of many different eyes because it takes many different touch points sometimes before someone will even come over to you. Sometimes people are ready right away, as we know, Mm -hmm. in, you know, a selling cycle, but other times people, they, you know, it goes in one ear and it like stays in their mind for a little bit. And then three, four months later, they're like, oh, oh yeah, I do need to do some spring cleaning. I think I have this woman's business card. Here it is. And then they call you. So that goes along with the the not giving up and just finding out who you are. Now you talk about how you are very consistent on social media. What platforms have you found that really work best for your business? Definitely LinkedIn. Yes. I think people just don't understand the power of LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is really good. Um, Facebook has been good. And I mean, Instagram is good as well because that's how um, Rachel Ray found me. So those platforms work really well for me. And can we just, can we just talk about LinkedIn for a moment? Okay, sure. I, I feel as though it wasn't, it wasn't the fun platform, right? So when a lot of people were using social media, it was a way to escape and it was a way to be entertained. But LinkedIn is really, you know, business to business. And so I think a lot of people didn't know how to use it. And the only time they did use it is when they were looking for a job and they still don't quite know how to use it correctly. So how has LinkedIn helped you as a business owner um, connect with other business owners? What is it that you do and why is why was that the very first one that you mentioned? So it was the very first one I mentioned because um, just being consistent in regards to posting, because one thing about LinkedIn, it's great. I mean, you can find all your connections, but you have to be active. And mm-hmm. I think some people just join LinkedIn and they're not active, but you got to post, you got to like. And the reason I said that was because, so there was one client I had worked with years ago and He reached out to me and after a year of going back and forth, you know, he really, and this was a client I knew one I wanted to work with. I knew he was my target client because he was a VP of a bank. And basically, you know, he had me come in and he wanted me to organize his closet. So that, you know, so just us going back and forth was really good because that's how he reached out to me. He's like, Janet, I need you. He's like, I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm home. I'm not wearing all these suits anymore. I need you. So I went and organized this closet, but also I've changed some settings 
So now I have specific types of opportunities that I'm looking for um, because, you know, in addition to organizing, but I'm also a facilitator. I do webinars. So I'm always looking for opportunities and for companies who may want to bring someone in to do that. So I've changed my settings. And now, you know, just like the help the reporter out, you get those regular emails. The same thing with LinkedIn. Every day I get a list of, of companies that may be looking for somebody to do some webinars of facilitating some companies that may need a project manager because I do that as well, you know, and just kind of, you know, see if that's a good fit. If it is, you know, I make sure I connect with them and see if it can go any further. Um, and then also just being able to be connected with sometimes all the people you meet and staying connected with them as well. Because at least when you see things that they post, you can like it, you can comment. So at least you're still in their, um, you know, in their eyesight, in their thought, and their, you know, so when things come up, they'll think about you first. Yes. And not only that, but um, you get to utilize everyone else's audience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that is something that people might not always be aware of. And so, you know, as as LinkedIn is growing, um, there might come a day where it might be a little harder to get close to people, as you can tell with Instagram. And you can also see that with, um, you know, Snapchat as well as TikTok. But LinkedIn is still in a really special place where it's easy to advertise to people. It's easy to connect with someone one-on-one. -on -one. If I want to go and I want to find a CEO or if I want to find a hiring manager or if I want to find whoever is in charge of a certain department, I can direct message them. I can tag them in a post that I write at any of the posts that they have write, written any of the articles that they've written. And then I can take that and repost it and tag them in it as well and get their audience's eyes on my things as well. And so it's such a great place for marketing mm -hmm. that it's also really underutilized. And I think it's because it has a reputation of people didn't take the time to understand it because it wasn't, it wasn't the sexy one, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. the one that people really cared about unless they were a certain type of professional, I would say, but I'm starting to see uh, more and more people understand it. So yes. I really loved the fact that you were doing that. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, took time to really learn about, and now I'm like, yes, yes, um, 2022 is going to be an even bigger time for me where I'm doing a pivot and switching to going more hardcore with my marketing on um, LinkedIn and making sure that I am, you know, attracting a different type of clientele as well, which I'm really excited about. That sounds now, exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and what's great is, you know, I... As you know, like you're on this podcast and you have a podcast as well, which we'll just we'll talk about in a second. But if anybody has a podcast, um, LinkedIn is a really great place for you to market it as well, because these are people that are looking for information. 
Um, and so if you have a business and you have a podcast that you're speaking about the things that your business does and you're showing yourself as an expert in that field, make sure that you post um, snippets of um, on LinkedIn and your audience will definitely, definitely grow. Now, you have a wonderful that you do every single week and you're also doing all your webinars and all these other things like you are a busy woman <laughs> <laughs> when did you start got clutter get organized i would have to say probably around t oh seven oh eight i started a long time ago wow um, you were yeah. you're one of the old geez okay we see yeah. you yeah, because a woman who was, she's 90 now, so I guess she was maybe 70, probably close to 80, said, Janet, you need a podcast. She said, because you need to let everybody in the world know who you are and what you do. And I was like, okay. And this is a woman who at 78 wrote her first book. I was like, okay, all right. So, and that's how I got started. And um, it's gone through changes and but I truly enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, talking to the guests. I just enjoy just talking to people about organizing. And it's not just physical stuff. It's about life. Well, that's good. Um, I know from watching like different shows on HGTV and, you know, seeing people get their homes clean that sometimes some of the shows they have like psychiatrists and they're like, this is just an outward manifestation of what's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. So we need to heal that as well. Otherwise you're going to end up just back where you were. That's so, so true. So true. Yeah. So when, when do your um, episodes come out so everyone can go? They come out first thing Monday, 12 midnight Monday. That's when they come oh. out. Hey, all right. Well, that is perfect. And where can people find you? Um, what is your website and what are your um, socials so that they can follow you for all of your organizing wisdom? So my website is JanetMTaylor.com. And of course, um, if you just Google JanetMTaylor.com, you should be able to see all of my different social media links, all of the different episodes from the podcast. I am Janet the Organizer on Instagram. I am um, Janet M. Taylor um, on uh, LinkedIn. So I'm always Janet M. Taylor. All right. Well, that is wonderful. Well, thank you again, Janet, for being a guest on Leslie and Lily today. I am really happy that we were able to connect and you guys make sure that you follow her on all of her socials. Um, I will also have links to them in the show notes and Janet, you are definitely welcome to come back and um, share your wisdom again. Thank you so much, Leslie. It has truly been a pleasure to be here today. All right. Make sure that you guys tune in next week as we will have another guest on the show giving their wisdom on how they are marketing themselves in this new era, especially, you know, since we're still going through COVID. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Leslie and Lily. My name is Leslie, owner of Lily Rose DMA. You can find me at 
www.lilyrosedma.com. Tune in next week where we have more advice for new business owners on how they can grow their business in the digital sphere. Talk soon. Thank you.